Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 Welcome to another episode of Holy <laughs> Bonjour, Amy. Oh, bonjour, Jackie. Oh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Beautiful. We did a really good job on those accents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you might be wondering why the accents. Well. Today, we're taking a trip around the wild. <laughs> oh, Nolans. <laughs> uh, that's right, man. I, I, so I haven't watched this episode, A Beer Can Named Desire, which is what we're, we're talking about today. I haven't watched this episode. I mean, since we started the podcast, because once we started the podcast, I stopped watching King of the Hill for fun. Same. (laughs) Because it's just, now it's work. (laughs) (laughs) So I haven't seen this episode in well over a year. And man, I was fucking cracking up. It was, I guess the break was good because it just was like such a fresh start on this. Like a a new beginning (laughs) with this episode. (laughs) I felt like I was kind of seeing it for the first time again. It was, I was just cracking up. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's, I want to say it's one of my most favorite episodes of the whole series. Um, But I don't even really care that much for Hank's story. I love Bill's story. I love kind of getting a glimpse into his early childhood and mm-hmm. and a peek at what his family's like it makes this episode makes me actually love bill like i yes. want more and yes i wish we got to see more of his family in other episodes because they're so good oh i know and you know so i i do like hank's story mainly because i really love hank and peggy in this episode like mm, it's good but I do love the whole Tennessee Williams, like the the Bayou swampy vibe. I've always kind of liked that imagery. Anytime I've read something that like takes place in New Orleans or like some sort of, you know, swamp, <laughs> yeah. I really like it. And I love like the whole I just love that Bill B a B plot, which I feel like it's the main story. But, you know, I guess Hank's, you know grappling with his confidence for throwing this football is the main story. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to, I mean, I I guess we're just so excited to get into it. Um, Yeah. I don't want to blow our load too early. So no, we should, we should probably get into some other stuff first. (laughs) We might as well. A little foreplay never hurt. Oh, never. <laughs> Grease the wheels, if you will. <laughs> Twist the nipples, if it mm-hmm. were. Indeed. 
this, I'm going to start off the foreplay with a little bit of, um, we're going to do some shout outs. Gotta do shout outs. Gotta do those shout outs, baby. And I've got a, a pretty, a little bit of a different one today. This was actually sent to us on Twitter, which we almost never use. I remember like maybe once every week or two to actually check it. Good for you. (laughs) So uh, this was sent to us via DM, I guess is what it's called on Twitter. And it's from a underscore Bartow underscore. And they say, I don't have iTunes. Totally not with the times I know but I wanted to leave a review for y'all nonetheless. Absolute treasure. This podcast brings me so much joy. (gasps) Who's that from? That's from A underscore Bartow underscore on Twitter. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. How very sweet of you. And and to like go through the effort of a different channel to respond to us. You know, I feel like Instagram's our main thing and then it's iTunes, but Getting it through Twitter, a Twitter DM, it feels kind of sexy. Yeah. (laughs) Like you really wanted us to know. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's beautiful, but (laughs) to go to the one that we don't ever look look at is bold. It is bold. That's, yeah. And bold is sexy. Bold is sexy. Right. So thank you, A underscore Barto underscore. Thank you. All right. I've got a shout out from iTunes. All right. So my shout out, I don't think we've done this. I'm 90% sure, is by uh, an iTunes review by Matt Pasick, Pasick, P-A-S-S-I-K. And the subject says, dang old fantastic, I tell you what. Mm. And the body says... Whether they're talking about King of the Hill or having violent diarrhea, they are the podcast you need to hear. You also are educated by this podcast. Oh, for example, I learned that there is a queef queen. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Truly truly information for life. You two are the best, Matthew. Matthew, that was great. Thank you. That was really good. <laughs> so, ooh, informative, educational. I know. I was like, like oh, what are they going to reference? Oh. Uh, oh I thought for sure it was going to be like welcome or something. Or periods. <laughs> yeah, or periods. I'd go, uh, but it's queefs. <laughs> Just as important. Just as important. Just as important. Oh, so thank you. Thank very you. Much. We appreciate all. All of our iTunes and non-iTunes reviews. Absolutely. Now we got to do some Patreon shout outs. And speaking of Patreon, this week is the watch party. That's right. Get your eyeballs ready. Get your eyeballs ready. Get your pets ready. Uh, It's good. Ooh, a special Valentine's Day (gasps) watch party. Ooh, everybody wear like pink or red or nothing at all. Or a no, diaper. I'm just like, or a diaper. <gasps> Nipple clamps. Oh, Surprise us. Surprise us. Surprise yourself. <laughs> uh, so keep, keep your ears peeled for our um, link <laughs> on Patreon <laughs> yeah. for the watch party. You'll want to listen for that link to you're, drop. You're gonna wanna, it's going to sound like a thud. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, keep an eye out for it. Patreon. And 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Thursday, February 11th. Mm-hmm. So we've got, thank God, only one Patreon this week. <laughs> you will all be relieved to hear. So, so this episode will be like 10 minutes shorter. shorter yeah. <laughs> and you'll all be pleased to know that it's not an annual uh, <laughs> Patreon membership. So no, no, uh, <laughs> gratuitous echo effect. <laughs> no, no, no. We've got ourselves a regular old run of the mill Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll we'll say their name on the count of three. You ready? I'm ready. One, two, two three. three. Robin, Robin <laughs> What harmony. Good job, us. But thank you. <laughs> thank you, Robin A. You look like m- maybe you're a chef. I was going to say scientist because of that white coat, but chef probably is <laughs> well i was thinking because of the hat i hope that's not your hair <laughs> i think it's a hat these pictures are very small so people small. We're, we're we're really having to to look but either way and does your caption say badass Hell oh yeah. i was like what is that what does their sash say but it's just a banner that says badass, badass. Hello. hell yeah you're badass thank you so much for joining us can't oh, wait to see you at the watch party. A beautiful face. Perfect cheeks. Perfect cheeks. Perfect. Robin, I know you told us that you'll be wearing nipple clamps at the Valentine's Day watch party. Can't wait to see those. Yeah. Robin's going to be there with bells on. And assless chaps. And assless chaps. Thank you, God. <laughs> and if you want to see the spectacle that is robin join our patreon and join us this thursday at 8 30 p.m eastern standard time that's right beautiful well done good good promo jackie thank you it's these microphones (laughs) i know we got new microphones and i am praying praying that we set them up correctly and they don't sound like absolute shit (laughs) we will see yeah we'll find out and there is no wiggle room for this episode so you're gonna get what you're gonna get all right everyone get what you're gonna get (laughs) get what you're gonna get and you're gonna like it all right there's a mute button on here Uh, i can still hear you you Uh, so i don't know where you're coming from i don't know where this microphone is it's a mystery i'll learn your secrets anyway So, Jackie, before we get into the episode, I do have a little bit. I have a snail trail mail (gasps) that we received. I picked it up today and it's from Lee Berg Art Thunder Muffin. And I just have to share it because I have no patience. Like I get too excited. So I opened it right away. But I do wish that I had waited. But I just got to show you what what he sent us. He sent us. ASMR. Ooh. <laughs> wrapping, 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 unwrapping, unwrapping. <laughs> he sent us a brand new copy of Now That's What I Call Music 69. <laughs> 69. <laughs> Volume 69. Oh my God. A CD. Oh, a, CD. a CD. A CD. I literally, I. 
I mean, I have a 2004 Saturn, so I am going to blast this bitch. <laughs> what, what, tell me, tell me the tracks. All right. Oh my God. We got Ariana, Ariana Grande. What song? Breathing. I'll keep breathing and breathing. I don't even know if that's the song. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got Bastille and Marshmallow. I feel so old. <laughs> any of these people are what's Ooh. the song oh that one's called happier oh there's a bunch on here um there's oh lady gaga and bradley cooper that shallow song which personally i can't stand <laughs> <laughs> so real nicely <laughs> it's 69 i know that is absolutely hilarious and then his little note says Thanks for everything. In close, you will find some items I found in my kitchen. We will be cleaning more this month, so be prepared. <laughs> what, did, what did we get? Fake mustaches. <gasps> cleaning out his kitchen. <laughs> he found, some, found a fake mustache. packet of fake mustaches. Um, some anti-Trump stickers. Oh. Very good. A unicorn sticker. And I don't know where you bought this 69 CD. But it is fucking hysterical. I laughed so hard when I opened up the package. I could not believe it. The fact that it's a CD, too. I know. Is, like, he didn't send us a playlist. He sent us a physical CD. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lee. Honestly. Thank, thank you. you so much. And everyone, on that note, I want to mention that Obviously, I am moving, so the P.O. box is going to change. Oh, my God. I didn't even I think know. about that. I know. We had a whole fucking song for it. So I got to figure out how to do that. I don't know how to do it, when that's going to happen, but I will be sure to let you all know as soon as I have the new P.O. P.O. box. P.O. Fuck. The P.O. box info. Season four, episode six, a beer can named Desire. <sighs> Air date, November 14. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't do it, I can't do it. November 14, 1999. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <clears throat> the episode opens on a familiar scene. Hank, Dale, Boomhauer, and William, William. William. are all standing outside drinking some beers. Alamo. Alamo beers. Always on brand. However, it's a little bit not familiar <laughs> of a scene. Okay. Yeah. A little bit different. Uh, okay. A little bit different because this time the beer cans are potentially worth $1 million. Doll hairs? Doll a million doll hairs. Like from the head of a doll? Yes. Okay. You can brush it out so fine. Great. <laughs> Alamo is doing a promotional uh giveaway contest. At the bottom of every beer can, there's something printed on the inside. Either no, you're a fucking loser, or yeah, you got the beer can. And you're going to have a chance to go 
win either a million dollars by throwing a football at a Cowboys versus Saints game. You're going to throw it into a big old beer can replica, a glory hole, if you will. (laughs) Our, Our listeners might know it better as a glory hole. Throw a football into the glory hole, the beer can's glory hole from about, what is it, 10 yards away? I don't know. And if you get it in there, you win a million dollars. Or you could choose to have Dandy Don Meredith, infamous Cowboys football player. (laughs) Jackie was trying to word. (laughs) I'm like frantically looking up his IMDb of all things. (laughs) (laughs) Illustrious actor. (laughs) Famed, famed, famed actor. (laughs) And I guess he played football, everyone, you know. Sounds like he was involved in football. <laughs> but have uh, famous Dondi, Dondi, Dandy, <laughs> Jesus Christ, sorry, Dandy Don Meredith, take the throw shot for you. And if he gets it in, it's a $100,000 prize. So, I mean, either one is pretty great. Obviously, a million is better, but $100,000 ain't nothing to sneeze at. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, so the guys are <laughs> all trying. They really want to win this, you know, this chance. Uh, they're double fisting beers. They're uh, we cut to a little bit later on in the evening. There's beer cans littered all around them. They're drunk, having a good time. Nobody's won so far. Hank decides, OK, I'm going to call it a night. And Dale says to him, well, pour the rest of your beer out and see if you won. <laughs> and Hank's just like, I'm sorry, what the fuck did you just say to me so offended pour out my precious precious beer absolutely not and so instead of just drinking the couple sips that were left hank goes into the house puts a plastic wrap around it and then inside of a ziploc bag (laughs) and puts it into the fridge and right as he does that luann comes walking up says hey free open beer i'm gonna take that so rude (laughs) But I mean, didn't we all steal our parents or, you know, caretakers beer at some point? Yeah, but you take one that's not going to be noticed. Somebody clearly is saving this for later. It's like taking the leftovers or like somebody's lunch out of the fridge. Yeah, but I feel like it's worse. Because it's beer? Yes. (laughs) Either way, Luann slams it. She drinks the rest of it. and. It turns out that that can is the one in a million can, the winner. So after a brief discussion explaining why Luann is not the winner of this, she's not, she's not, I don't want to hear anything about it. She's not the winner. She stole this can. Shut up, Luann. I was so more annoyed than I should have been when she was just like, no, I won. Like, yeah, no, you fucking didn't. You stole this beer and you didn't even buy it. And you're not even 21. And it was already open. So it's like oh. he he bought it. He was drinking it. Then he saved it. And then she stole it and slammed it and now says that she's the winner. No, you're you're absolutely not. Please get out of my house. Thank it you. It makes me so mad. It's maybe my least favorite thing Luann has ever done. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty unforgivable. After, so after that explanation, like, you are absolutely not the winner of this. <laughs> I am. I will be doing this. Hank starts to kind of 
get this idea. You know, he's talking to Peggy and he's like, well, you know, Peggy assumes that he's going to have Dandy Don take the shot. And he just says, well, you know, what if um, I kind of want to take the shot? And this makes Peggy wetter. Floodgates. I mean, she's just like, oh, my God. She rips her glasses off, takes off Hank's, too. And I was like, "Mm." oh, (laughs) oh, 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 oh. And she's like, you've got the biggest, juiciest balls I've ever seen. (laughs) Let's (laughs) let's get it on. (laughs) You're right. I never thought about that, though. When somebody taking off someone else's glasses. Mm. There's something so intimate about that. It's like, no, I want to see into your soul. I'm taking your medical device off of you because <laughs> I need to get as close as possible. <laughs> These are a barrier. These are a barrier <laughs> to my banging. Yeah, she's like, what? You're willing to like, we could have a million dollars and put that into an account for Bobby and College would be paid for guaranteed. You're willing to risk all that to take this shot. And uh, <laughs> Hank's just like, yeah. And oh my God, it turns Peggy on. Like no tomorrow. Yeah. No tomorrow. She is so into it, which is great. It like gives, gives Hank this wonderful confidence. He's just like, okay, cool. Like she's totally down with it, you know? Uh, and he, he gets to work. He creates a beautiful replica of the beer can and, He's he's practicing and practicing and the guys show up and invite themselves along on the trip. And <laughs> they're all kind of like, oh, yeah, sure. You're going to take the shot. Ha ha. That's funny. Uh, we all know Dandy Don's going to do it like it's pointless to even try. So Hank is like keeping this inside that he wants to take the shot. It, he, only Peggy knows at this point, but he's still like practicing and practicing. And Peggy comes out and she's like. How did it go, slugger? (laughs) How did you do, sexy? And he's like, well, I actually fucking nailed it. I did a really good job. Again, wildly turned on. She's wildly turned on. By that point, she slips on her own snail trail and just shoots down the street. (laughs) Whee! (laughs) She's like, oh, God! (laughs) He even describes how he, like, knocked a bird out of the tree. Oh. And she's just like, oh, oh, Hank, please. Please tell me it died. I can only get so hard. You have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to trigger another megalo explosion. They are. <laughs> it's getting dangerously close to 500 Kelvins. <laughs> <laughs> That's too many Kelvins. In the interaction with the guys, we find out that Bill actually was lived in the bayou he's from louisiana he has family there he lived there until he was six years old and he says we could stop by the house and you know see my fam and hank's like oh god damn it all right fine i have plenty of time we'll do it so everybody comes on this big road trip to uh go to the stadium but in the meantime they're doing a little stopover in the bayou with uh bill's fam before we get there though Bill showcases that he can speak Cajun, which I guess is French. I I, I can't really tell. Is it, it Creole? Is it French? Right? Yeah. Okay. Peggy called it Cajun, and I was like, "What?" Um, anyway, maybe that might be it too. Versus, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, it says 
In present Louisiana, Creole generally means a person or people of mixed colonial French, African-American, and Native American ancestry. Cajun is derived from Acadian, which are the people the modern-day Cajuns descend from. Okay, so I'm going to go with Cajun. Okay, French Cajun. Uh, I guess there is a difference between Cajun French is much more relaxed compared to regular French, and I guess it has some Native American mixed into it. That's interesting. That is really interesting. Wow, it's like a... Well, that's why, I mean, you were you were saying earlier how you, I think you kind of just find that whole environment, like you're kind of naturally attracted to books or stories that are based in New Orleans or the bayou. And mm. that whole area really is just fascinating. so fascinating, so distinct. I mean, people in our country mainly speak English and mm -hmm. like also Spanish is very prevalent, but like there's a whole area where people just speak like this non-standard form of French and it's just like so Southern, but like so rich in history, which also is really rare for our country to have like exactly. history. And it's exactly, it's just so, it's such a fascinating, beautiful place. Exactly. That's exactly why I, I like it. Like there's this, there's a magic element to it there. Uh, that's exactly it. There's so much history to it. Like there's, there's more than just like our typical fucking powdered wigs that, you know, had a war. Great. But you know, I don't really care about that. I don't give a fuck about Plymouth rock or whatever, but the bayou and the swampy vibes, it just feels like this different world. The traditions are different too. Like, yeah. The food is, the culture. is like, yeah, the culture, the food is, you know, very um, different from typical American, Americanized food, you know. So, I, yeah, I, I, I just love that about it. It just seems so fascinating to me. Yeah. So, anywho, Bill speaks Cajun French, right? That's what we decided. Uh, that's what Wikipedia said. Yeah. Right. All right. So Bill can speak Cajun French and. Uh, it's shocking. He didn't even realize that he could. But what's even more shocking is that as they drive up to Bill's home, it's a fucking mansion. Yeah. It's a big, beautiful mansion with vines growing everywhere, lots of overgrowth. It is like midnight in the garden of good and evil. Like it is everything that you would imagine from like a old manor in Louisiana. Yeah. Sexy, musty, sexy. Yes, so musty. Speaking of sexy and musty, out come his three like hot ass girlfriends, 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 <laughs> cousins. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference at this point? <laughs> We're in the bio. We're in the bio. Bill doesn't care. That's <laughs> damn sure. And and these these women the these stunning women are instantly on Bill because he's like the last male who could produce, a uh, last Dotrieve heir who could produce children. So they want that. They want that Dotrieve baby. Gross. Anyway. <laughs> we also get to meet Bill's amazing cousin, Gilbert, who is 
one of the best side characters in this entire series. It's a sin we don't get more of him. It truly is. Truly is. It's Mike Judge's biggest fuck up in the world ever. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. Stupid. 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 God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, shit, shit. We have this just wonderful uh, side side story that we get to enjoy where Hank is um, Hank's starting to feel a little insecure about it. Uh, he's he's uncomfortable in this house. He's saying everything's backwards. Like Bill is getting women. This doesn't make any sense. I missed a lot of throws. I, I'm starting to get really nervous here. Um He's probably also experiencing some homophobia, uh, mm-hmm. some internalized. He's definitely uncomfortable around Gilbert uh, and Gilbert's influence on Bobby. So he's he's, you know, going through some of that stupid homophobic dad issue with Bobby. Yeah, thank God he kind of keeps it to himself and yes, doesn't actually threaten to kick Gilbert's ass or anything. Thank God. Yeah, I think there's probably a part of him that is maybe doesn't feel like there's anything wrong with being uncomfortable, but knows enough to not say anything. One of those weird in-betweener wieners. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Finally, they're like, okay, we got to get to this event. We got to go. Everybody's getting ready to go. And Bill's like, I am staying behind. (laughs) He's like, I am not going to pass up this opportunity to sleep with three absolutely stunning women who clearly want me. Mm. They all want him desperately. And Peggy gives him a warning. She's like, listen, two of them are not related to you by blood. They're fair game. I love it. She says they're fair game. (laughs) Gross. But one of them, and then I love this. I love this from Peggy. She goes, one of them is your blood cousin. She is your ticket to hell. (laughs) (laughs) And Bill responds, well, I I still got two out of three. (laughs) Yeah, and isn't she trying to even steer him towards like, you know, better, better safe to not sleep with any of them than to risk going straight to hell. And he's like, I got a two out of three shot. (laughs) He's like, don't worry, I'll figure it out. I'm not worried about (laughs) it. (laughs) And even if I don't, I'm still not worried about it. it. (laughs) I just. Get out of here. Get the, Don't you have a fucking football to throw? Please leave. Yeah. <laughs> the family shows up to the stadium. It's before the big day. And this is when Hank gets to meet Dandy Don Meredith. The family gets to meet him. They all have a very lovely interaction with him. It's a nice little meeting. Everybody has a good time. He's very, you know, friendly and um, supportive. He even doesn't even bat a lash when Bobby reveals his delicious velvet outfit underneath. He even puts a flower in his um, his breast pocket. Yeah. Here you are. Let's Hank wear his old jersey. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. While all of this is kind of happening, we're going back and forth between Hank's uh, football thing and Bill's banging his cousin thing. And we're seeing like he's he's like pulling apart vines on one of the the widow's uh husband's graves and he's like i just gotta i gotta know i gotta figure it out because of course they're buried there they're buried right there right in that backyard and Um, those like above ground uh what are they called 
Mausoleums? Those are mausoleums, right? Yeah. Those classic, so. like, because they don't bury people. No, because they can't. Because they can't. Yeah. All right. So he pulls apart the vines and pulls apart the vines and he's like, oh, your husband was a dotrieve. That means that you're not a dotrieve. We can fuck. Yes. They fuck. They do it. They do it hard. Right on, on the her grave, right? Husband's oh grave. Oh. Which is. I love it. God, that's hot. Such mm-hmm. so dark. I love it. Everybody's life is just a southern romance novel. Absolutely. Ugh. Then we see Hank. It, it's the big day. We're we're at the stadium. There's probably hundreds of thousands of fans in the stadium. There's tons of people in the stadium. He walks out onto the field with Peggy, and you know it, it's just overwhelming at this point. He's just like, I don't want to take this risk. I'm going to let, and he says to Peggy, don't worry. We're going to, Bobby's going to go to college. I'm going to take this. And he says, I'm going to take the sure thing. I'm going to let Dandy Don take the shot. Smart. I guess take the throw. I don't know. Whatever. You guys know what I mean. The shot. Whatever. Yeah. And so Dandy Don, he grabs, he grabs it, grabs the football. He gets ready. And, but he's wearing like this big winter coat. And Hank's like, wait a second. Aren't you even going to take a, is he going to take off his coat? He does it. Dandy Don, DD, he doesn't take the coat off. He throws and he misses. That piece of shit. That piece Dandy of Don. shit. That asshole loser. So he misses. And Hank's just like, he didn't even take off his coat. And he, Hank immediately, he's like, fuck. He's like, I'm pissed. He's like, you didn't even take off your coat. You owe my son a college education. He runs after him, tackles him to oh. the ground. And then that's done. We're done. We're gone. We don't know really what happened. Except for that Hank tackled Dandy Don Meredith. Yeah. <laughs> I was on your side until that point. Now. Yeah. Like uh, a little too far, bud. Too far. Um. We're back at the mansion and Bill is in bed and Violetta comes up and she's just like, hey, William, I've got something delicious for you. And he's just like, I've got a question for you. And she says, the answer is yes. And he goes, yeah, I know. But (laughs) (laughs) that's one of my favorite, my favorite lines. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But actually, I just want to know, like, are you my actual cousin? And then in come the other cousins the other women, and they all say, no, Violetta is your cousin. That's your blood cousin. And they all start fighting each other in a sexy, tussly fight. They're all wearing their negligees. Yeah, those silky negligees. Oh, they're screaming and pulling each other's hair. Yeah, it's it's wild. And all of a sudden, the light turns on, and there's Jill Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Smoking a cigarette fabulously. And he tells... Bill, Violetta is your blood cousin. <laughs> and she, she hisses at him like an angry cat. <laughs> yeah, and he hisses right back. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, right back at you, bitch. <laughs> <clears throat> so that means uh, Bill is free to bang the others, Lily and Rose. Mm-hmm. He's, he can bang them both. Don Meredith, Dandy Don, he's about to leave to go home. Like he's getting a taxi to like possibly go to the airport. He Hank runs into him at that point and he Hank's still pissed. And he's like, you, you 
you know, I could have made that throw, you know, like you cheated me. I could have done it. And he's like, fine. You think you could have made it? Let's go to the stadium. Let's go take that throw. Why don't you try it? So they do. I have to admit by this point, I'm, I, I feel like it's inappropriate of Hank to tackle Dandy Don Mer- Meredith Meredith and yep. uh, confront him at the airport. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I think that's a bit much, but you know, it does seem like he's justified in being pissed because here comes Dandy Don. He shows up at the stadium. He's wearing this big puffy coat. Everybody who's worn a big puffy coat knows that you, your range of motion is severely limited when you're wearing one of those things he just kind of like shows up doesn't even take his coat off messes up the throw and leaves it's like oh like it it feels like one of those people that shows up to a party but doesn't take their coat off like they're just ready to get out of there and so you're like oh this guy is just being kind of a turd anyway i forgot where i was going with that but yeah up (laughs) until this point i i'm pissed at Dandy, dandy don too so they go they go to the stadium and the beer can's still there. There's the football's ready to go. And Hank takes the shot and he makes it. And Don is like, okay, does that make you feel any better? And he's like, well, no, you know, I don't win. There's no pressure. Like, you know, I'm not surprised. Basically, he's saying, like, I'm not surprised I made it, but I also didn't get any money. And they have like a heart to heart where Don Meredith, he just kind of says, well, you know, I really wanted to come through for you. I practiced that throw for a week. I made a um, replica of the Alamo can uh, and I practiced it for well over a week. And, you know, I, I, I was hoping to win this for you. And Hank says, well, you didn't even take off your coat. And he's like, I live in New Mexico. It gets cold this time of year. I was wearing a coat the whole time I was trying this. It's like, so I wasn't going to mess that up. I wasn't going to take it off and ruin my, you know, what I've been practicing. Ah, that's when we all say, oh, Oh. we were wrong. Okay. He's not an asshole. He's not an asshole. He basically just says, you know, I really wanted to go to the Super Bowl. I never did, but I learned to let it go. And that's what you're going to have to do, too. And then they walk away. They leave kind of arm in arm, talking about how they both practiced for this throw. Then we cut to, we just see Bill standing out in the rain with this shit eating grin. (laughs) So pleased. He's so pleased. And Peggy just starts to say, did you have a nice weekend? And he just goes, both of them. (laughs) And that's where the episode ends. (laughs) Yay. Hooray. Very oh, well right. done. Excellent thank telling. You. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Jackie, tell me favorite moments, quotes, scenes. What do you got for me? Oh, God, I love this episode. I I know I already said it before, but it's one of my favorite. It's got to be hands down my favorite Bill episode for sure. Um I'm just so I want to know more about Bill. He speaks a whole other language. He plays an instrument. Yeah. That he didn't even know he could play um, so well. He just I, I don't. 
I'm almost mad. I don't understand why we don't get to dive more into this family, into this story, into Bill's background. It's so fascinating. And here he has these three women. All of them want not just want to bang him, but they want to have his child. And I'm just like, Bill, why aren't you going for this? You have a chance to have a family and live in a giant, beautiful house. And why why not? That's just classic Bill, though, isn't it? He is constantly doing the worst thing for him. Always. <sighs> you know, he that that scene where him and his aunt and she's like, were you just are you going to nurture the garden? Or are you just playing in the soil, like playing in the soil or whatever? <laughs> I think it's like nurture the soil. Playing in the garden. Just he's playing a, in the garden. He says, playing. Play. Why? Like, fine, sure. Have all the sex you want. They're willing. They're, they really want to. But for the love of God, you could have a beautiful life. A beautiful life. But no, he always does the worst thing for him. Always. I, I just can't believe nobody else said that. And even Peggy, she's so concerned about him going to help. She's, you would think she of all people would be like, Bill, this is your chance at happiness. Well, it was the same thing with Ann Richards. He did the same damn thing. Went back, went back to shitty ass Lenore. Ruined that. A governor. A governor. But I mean, he was being manipulated here. There was nothing to distract him. But Good point. I, I would have even loved to find out. At like maybe seasons down the line, we return and find out that he has a long lost child or something. That would have been like a great series finale thing for him, you know? Oh, man, the Bobby Bo- Bill is Bobby's father. Supporters are losing their mind right now at that statement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Yeah, that would be great if Bill actually had a child, because I mean, <laughs> maybe he did get them pregnant. You never know. I think he would love to be, even if nothing worked out, I think he would love to be an ex-husband and a distant father with no custody. (laughs) I think think that would be a step up for him from where he is now. Massively. Yeah. Massively. Yeah. What is, I love it. Peggy says in this episode, he is unhappily divorced (laughs) and childless. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, I think that he would be, fine with being divorced and with a child that he sees you know every year or so yeah that would his life would feel so much richer absolutely i mean i think i know we've mentioned it before but i think he'd be happy to be a cuck he'd be like at least i have something absolutely absolutely he would he would probably love it (laughs) having something taken away from me means that i have something as opposed to now that's that's like literally what happens in an episode late like one of the last episodes john redcorn steals away his woman he's like well hey at least i had a woman that john redcorn could steal away from me hey (laughs) like that's that's (laughs) his response to it (laughs) oh bill bill well uh, well, you mentioned one of my quotes. It's uh, when Bill is, he's just been, you know, fucking around with mm-hmm. his non-blood cousins. And uh, what's his is, his, is that, is that his aunt Esme? 
Yeah, aunt, great aunt, something like that. I think it's aunt. Aunt. Honest mate. Um, but that one line where she says she, you know, of course, is aware that all of this banging is going on. And she says, tell me this. Were you here to till the soil and nurture the vine? Or were you just playing in the garden? And Bill's like, <laughs> playing. <laughs> and she's like, I think it would be best if you took your leave. Playing. Like, great. Now I'm gonna have two pregnant women that I have to like take care of their damn kids and you're yeah. gone. Thanks a lot, <laughs> William. <laughs> um when we first hear Bill speaking what did we decide? Cajun French? Yeah. Um and it just kind of comes out of nowhere and Peggy's like, Bill, I had no idea you spoke Cajun. Perhaps the Perhaps that's because I try not to ask you questions. I know. <laughs> I love that. I wrote that down too. <laughs> she doesn't want to know the answers. Yeah. They're too sad. <laughs> I love, I didn't write it down, but I love that one part when he, they get to his family's manor and he's introducing, he's speaking uh, Cajun French and he's introducing everyone and I, can't, I didn't write it down, but he's just like a, a Bobby, a Biggie, a Yon, <laughs> and boom, Hauer. He just says more. <laughs> I, know. I know. He goes, a booby. Booby. I know. I love Luan. Luan just kind of disappears by the end of the episode. She's just gone. That's true. She's nowhere to be seen. Same with uh, Dale and Boomhauer once they leave the, the, uh, the, what you call it, the house. Yeah. They're just, it's like, who knows where they went? Yeah. I love Gilbert. Ugh. Everything he says should just be put on a pillow or something, but, um, <laughs> on a cross stitch. He's just always kind of, I feel like everyone in this house is just like half a ghost where they're just kind of like slinking around and looking at old pictures and, just talking slowly and like knowing things but not saying that they know and half a ghost i love that yeah they're just drifting or it doesn't seem like anyone has to be at work or like they're like (laughs) oh you know the plumber came yesterday and it's gonna be so expensive you know it's just they're just kind of (laughs) existing in this manner (laughs) um and (laughs) there's one part where I don't know what, I can't remember what Hank's doing, but Gilbert just kind of appears and Hank's like, oh, you, you sort of snuck up on me there. And Gilbert's just like, oh, I'm terribly sorry. I've always been a creeper. Violetta <laughs> says I creep like the kudzu vines that are slowly but surely strangling our Dixie. <laughs> Golly. I mean. That's like poetry. It is. It's so good. It's so good. I. I wrote that down, too, because I just loved Hank's reaction. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's just so like, oh, God. Yeah. What are you, oh. Just creeping up on me, huh? <laughs> I love everything Gilbert says. It's just mm-hmm. too long and too descriptive and done in, like, the slowest way possible. But it's beautiful. Oh, it just it's so good. <laughs> and so funny. Like um, another quote by Gilbert. 
This muggy November weather gives me the horribles. <laughs> the horribles. <laughs> November, of course. Of course. God, being in Florida, we know that bullshit. Oh, yeah. This muggy November weather. <laughs> um, I love, of course, that uh, I love how influenced Bobby is by Gilbert. I mean, Bobby was Immediately. just meant to be a Southern dandy. Uh, mm-hmm. It just suits him perfectly, S- like slow moving, descriptive, th- something theatrical about it. It's just Absolutely. so Bobby. Absolutely. And the fashions, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But by the time they are leaving and they're getting ready to go wherever it is that they're going. So Bill, uh, uh, so Hank could sh- shoot his football into that glory hole. Um <laughs> They're loading into the van to head to wherever that is. And Bobby is just all like dandied out in his little like suit and hat. And it's hot outside. And um, they're getting into the van and Bobby's just like, "Uh, I need a window seat because this flower is Wilton. And he's just fanning himself with his hat. It's one of my favorite King of the Hill quotes, hands down, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, another quote by Bobby when they're at their hotel and he's just like, I do believe I'll give room service a jangle and have them send up some etouffee. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just nails it immediately. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. Like he knows exactly what to say. <laughs> oh yeah. It's perfect. I mean, he, he, it, it, he's a natural. Um, and that is pretty much, those are pretty much all the parts, the quotes I wrote down and all the thoughts I had. So, so yeah. What about you, Amy? Very nice. Uh, so you said, you definitely uh, said quite a few that I also had too. I mean, this episode is highly quotable, highly, <laughs> highly quotable. Highly. Highly. Um, let's see here though. I wrote down a lot, so I'll try and keep it brief. Um. Okay, a, a, a Gilbert. A Gilbert. Um. <laughs> he after he sneaks up on Hank, and <laughs> he says something like, a "Golden Riches was a Dallas Cowboy," and Hank goes, "Yeah, yeah, he caught a touchdown pass in Super Bowl twelve. And he goes, "He was a beautiful man. I knew him briefly." <laughs> <laughs> Hank's just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh he's like, I just. I'm trying to have a conversation and I just don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do with this. One more Gilbert. Everybody, I know that everybody's like in our listener comments, it's just going to be full of him because he's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. But I got to say it when Hank's like, so, hey, who do you think looks better? The the Saints or someone else? And he's like, oh, he just oh, and laughs. I'm more familiar with sinners than Saints, my dear, and sinners always look good (laughs) (laughs) he's just like what he can't he can't stand it can't help it that's uh david herman's doing jill bear's voice man he is absolutely killing it yeah so good i mean incredible um (laughs) my next note is bill doing that stupid fucking dance and mouth pop kills me (laughs) 
freedom. Boop, boop. <laughs> oh, how quaint. How quaint. <laughs> I know somebody, oh, Gilbert is playing the accordion and the girls are like just clapping and he's doing this and he's breathing heavy, of course, because he's Bill. So he's like crazy out of shape. He's like slapping his knee and then <laughs> boop. God, there's so much hidden inside of him. I want to know all of it. Not all of it, but so, some of it. <laughs> not all of it. Not most, all of it. Most of it. A decent amount, but not. <laughs> ugh. Um, there was just like this stupid little visual gag that cracked me up when all the women in the very beginning, when they get to the house and the women are all uh, trying to make out with him. And he goes, he he walks into the one room after he makes out with Rose and Lily's in there and she's just like, ting, ting. Hitting a stupid fucking triangle by yeah, herself. She's practicing. <laughs> she goes, so there's there's two parts, but she's playing that triangle and he goes, that was pretty. <laughs> was that a song or is it supper time? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then right after that, she's saying how her and her husband used to play together and make beautiful music. Aww. And Bill picks up this accordion and starts like blasting out this sick accordion solo. He's like, I had no idea I could do this either. And she like grabs him and starts making out with him. And then she just like, oh, runs away and lets him fall. And as he falls, the accordion, <laughs> the accordion just was like, makes like a <laughs> stupid sound. And like it falls. Off. It's just a dumb little visual sound gag that just made me laugh so hard. Really good. I forgot about that whole part. <laughs> I know. There was so, again, it's like a movie within an episode. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's crazy how much is going on in this. Um, I really love Bill being so sweaty this whenever he's outside because that's exactly what it's like to be in a swampy state, <sighs> swampy area. And all of the background sounds in the bayou, like they like there's like grasshoppers, there's water running. Like, it's very clear that they're like in the swamp. (laughs) (laughs) And Bill's sweaty ass body is proof of it. As a sweaty person, I appreciate it. If you live in Florida, everyone's a sweaty person. It's impossible not to sweat. Oh, God. Just great, amazing detail. They didn't have to add that extra animation of Bill being sweaty, but they did. And so it's good. brilliant. And it it's brilliant. It makes sense. Of course, he's already sweaty enough, but of course he'd be so sweaty. Absolutely. Absolutely. In the very beginning, I loved watching Dale double fisting the beers. That's great. Yeah. And all the, the beer cans littered around them. And also just another note I made, the animators really love to make Luann's boobs jiggle around. Oh like my God. any chance they get of her to make her like excited and her titties just bounce, like they will do it. And, and those things go. <laughs> I know they're like flying, like in all different directions, up and down <laughs> clockwise, like <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. She like gets excited because she finds out she won a million dollars or whatever from the beer can. And her boobs just start flying around like propellers. Uh, that's what I was going to say. It looks like like <laughs> one of those little spinny hats. Like they're just going to take her up into the air at some point. Yeah. <laughs> they're out of control. Like, <laughs> they're out of control. It's like the first thing I noticed was like her titties like rising up to her face as oh, she yeah. like dan- jumped around and danced. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And one last thing. It's from Dale. And he's he's like saying to Hank how he wants to 
you know, go to New Orleans with him. And he's like, I've always wanted to eat fried dough in the most corrupt city on earth. (laughs) (laughs) The most (laughs) corrupt. Oh, so good. So good. Well, that's all I've got. We did have some mega guest stars. Yeah. We've got Don Meredith as Don Meredith. (laughs) Who really did an amazing job, right? Great. I was really impressed. Great job. Well, he does have an IMDb, so he has acting experience. Um, The Dixie Chicks. What? Yes. They were the cousins? What? They were the cousins? Yes. Oh my god, I had no idea. Natalie wow. Natalie Maines, the yeah. main one, I think. Yeah. yeah plays uh-huh. Violetta. Emily Robison plays Rose and Marty McGuire plays Lily. They are wow, I am so impressed. I didn't know that they had that those skills cuz wow, they are really good in this episode. Yeah. And wow. our last guest star, mega guest star, We've got an Oscar winner. Oh, Meryl Streep. Oh my God! What plays <laughs> Aunt Esme? Esme? Aunt Esme. Oh my God! No wonder why this episode is so fucking good. So Some real heavy good. hitters. Wow! And somehow David Herman is the standout. I, truly, absolutely Give that incredible. Man an Oscar. Give that man an Oscar. Seriously. So there we go. Big guest star episode. For sure. And Mm -hmm. I had no no clue. (laughs) I only just found out 15 minutes before we started recording. (laughs) When I looked at the IMDb, I was like, I might as well check that out. Fun surprises. Fun surprises. Well, are we ready for listener comments? I'm ready for the song. Play it. What listener comment song? What do you mean, what listener comment song? What do you mean? What do you mean, what do I mean? Did you we know, not get know. one this week? No, we didn't get one. Wow. Everyone. <laughs> F. You all get an F. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to pull one up from a year ago then. There you go. I'm going into the vault since we don't have a listener comment song. So here I go. <laughs> There's a lot of steamy pipes in here. I don't know. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right. The episode that is most a year ago is season two, episode 10, Bobby Slam. Oh, boy. I hope there's a listener comment song. Listener comment? Well, we're, I'm going to have to go to another episode because we didn't listener get didn't one get goddamn listener comment song. <laughs> All right. Next up is the Manger Babies episode. Is from okay, here we go. A listener comment song from almost a year ago from season two, episode 12, Meet the Manger Babies. And here it is. Pastel Zong. Chris. 
and a one and a two and one, two, three. Listen to comments. You listen for the rest of your life. <laughs> Thank you, Pastel Zom. Oh, Wherever you it. are. Thank you. Wherever you are. I haven't heard from them <laughs> in a while. Hope you're okay. Know. Hope you're all good. Oh, they show up to our uh, watch parties. They're there. Okay. Pastel okay. Zom. We see you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's get into listener comments. Of course, we have a ton because this is just a fucking classic episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody loves this. But I'm going to start off with one that we didn't get to because a lot of them are, you know, the same as the ones that we did, because again, classic, mm-hmm. but shabby witchcraft says Lily be gone. <laughs> this kills me every time. <laughs> I love this right. Dude here says, wow, that's a great story. Mr. Meredith is peak polite. Hank Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did write that down and I forgot to, Aww. I forgot to say that just that one part where, uh, yeah, but, uh, Hank's like, Mr. Meredith, I have admired you from your playing days to Monday night football to your iced tea commercials. And Don Meredith says, well, my mom always calls me Don or Donnie. And Hank's like, wow, that's a great story, Mr. Meredith. <laughs> 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 Catherine Moore says, I need to know Gilbert's backstory. He's amazing. Thank you. Seriously. A spinoff just about him. Another uh, quote from Catherine Moore by Hank. I always figured your family lived in a tar paper shack. <laughs> That's such a good one. I can't believe I forgot to write that one down. <laughs> because of course we all thought that he lived in a tar paper shack. <laughs> oh my God, I love this. Fruit Pie fan says uh, from Hank, I guess you could say my aim is deadly. <laughs> that blue jay is fine, though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. JRG Comedy says, I wish I had French cousins that were into me. <laughs> oh, you freak nasty. <laughs> I, and this is another one I didn't like say, but just uh, essay Danio. Just this one from Bobby where he rubs his face on the velvet jacket and he just says, my lord. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And I forgot to write down that quote by Gilbert about, um, what is it? Velvet versus velveteen. Velveteen. I think he says something like a gentleman knows the difference. (laughs) My lord. My lord. (laughs) (laughs) Brop Bop simply wrote, best. (laughs) <laughs> it really is. Seth Scope says, let me handle this. I speak Spanish. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Magical Peach Internet says, if Bill was expected to fertilize the garden, just tell him. Don't make this a weird vocabulary cornucopia. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting you say that and then say vocabulary cornucopia. Yeah, <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> I love that beautiful comment. That's awesome. Uh, Catherine Moore says, how long you been sitting there? 
35 years from Gilbert, <laughs> a gay icon. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Amanda Pazzarella says, I think I need to hear Jackie and Amy's best attempts at Bill's aunt's laugh. <laughs> I don't even I know. Even, I can't even think of how she does it. I literally just watched the episode. Yeah, me neither. Speaking of the aunt, uh, Jay Enrique V says, well, they really need to be strummed. No, Miomio has a quote by Gilbert. <laughs> the one and only Robin just says, the look on Hank's face after Bobby's etouffee line always kills me. <laughs> he is so done at that point. He's like, I just lost one million a hundred thousand dollars and you're gonna pull that shit (laughs) gracie underscore no says creeping like the kudzu vines that are slowly strangling our dixie is my sexuality (laughs) 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 kenneth artsiness just says i hate zydeco what does that mean so there's so in the episode, I actually wrote it down. Uh, it's when fucking Bill or whoever is playing that accordion and you can hear it in Hank and Peggy's bedroom. And Zyde- so I looked it up. Zydeco Ooh. is a music genre that evolved in southwest Louisiana by French Creole speakers, which blends blues, rhythm and blues and music indigenous to the Louisiana Creoles and the Native American people of Louisiana. Wow, it sounds beautiful. I I know. I had no clue. I have never heard of this before. I thought it was so interesting. Well, Kenneth Artziness does not, Artzines, sorry, Kenneth Artzines does not care for it. That's a line from Hank. No, Kenneth said it. Mm No. I'm kicking you out of this podcast. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. You can cut all of that out, too, if it's just too sad. <laughs> <laughs> Love Applement says Hank and Peggy's intertwined glasses is literally perfect imagery. Yes. It is. Intertwined glasses, intertwined genitals. We just know it. That's right. Everyone That's right. knows glasses are just uh, an extension of your genitals. 100%. You can tell someone's lovemaking style by the type of frames they wear. That's right. Thick and clunky mm-hmm. or wiry and... Thick and clunky from the back. Mm-hmm. Wiry, missionary only. Mm-hmm. Cat eye in the brown. You know it. <laughs> um, a Million Little Carters sent us a DM. It said, check the DMs. And it says, I love this episode so much. Shout out to the Dixie Chicks. Okay. Two Ah. of my absolute favorite quotes are Gilbert saying, Violetta says, I creep like the kudzu vines that are slowly but surely strangling our Dixie. Like what? Also, Bill introducing everyone is gold. Honk, baggy, long, booby, and Boomhauer. P.S. You ladies are the brightest part of my week. Thank you, a million little carters. Yay! <laughs> what a lovely DM. Honk, big lawn. <laughs> <laughs> D 
DM also by Tim Burke says, honestly, the biggest problem with a beer can named Desire and the entirety of King of the Hill after this episode is that once I knew there was a world where Bobby became a Southern dandy whose best friend was a middle-aged gay Southern man who came from old money, it was hard for me to be as invested in anything else the show had to offer. I just (laughs) want to live in that world. Exactly, perfectly put, Timber. Absolutely. All right, so my last one is going to be from Seth Scobes. I never poured out beer, even to put out a grass fire. (laughs) And my last one is by Robin A. That's our new Patreon person, right? Yeah, I think it is. Hell yeah. Um, And they say... Bobby's only been around rich people for an hour and already looks like the kid on the paint can. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly. That's a a great way to move into trivia because that's (gasps) one of my trivia questions. Are you kidding Um, me? Okay. um, Oakley doakley. All right. Trivia time. Trivia time. I have three. How about you? I have two. Oh, Oh. please. After you, Jackie. (laughs) Thank you, Amy. Okay, Amy. (laughs) Yes. What store did Hank buy his beer at? Oh, fuck. 7-Eleven? Yes. Oh, (laughs) I didn't even know they had 7-Eleven there. Yay. (laughs) Amy. Yes. What is etouffee? Oh, wow. Good one. I'm assuming... Is it an egg dish? No. Is it like, is it like pate? No. But that's is a great it... guess. It sounds like it should be. I have no idea what it is. I have no clue. I've never even looked it up once. Well, uh, the first definition that popped up on Wikipedia says... Etouffee is a spicy Cajun stew made with vegetables and seafood. And basically, those are all of my questions. Yeah, it just looks like a stew with some shrimp in it and stuff, you know, rice. Ooh, it looks tasty. All right, Jackie, I got three for you. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. The three cousins introduce themselves to Bill. How do they describe themselves? Ooh, okay. Rose is the young one, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Violetta is the smart one, the sleepy one. I don't know. <laughs> Grumpy. Grumpy. <laughs> Dopey. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> so Rose is the youngest. Lily is the youngest looking. Oh. And Violetta is the pretty one. Okay. (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) All right. Let's see here. So speaking of, you know, transitioning into our trivia, Hank says that Bobby looks like the boy on the paint can. What brand of paint is Hank talking about? Mm. Sherman Williams. Sherwin Williams. (laughs) Sherman (laughs) Williams. German Killiams. (laughs) <laughs> Slurman Williams. You're getting further and further away. <laughs> Thurman Billup Gums. Yeah, there it is. It's called Dutch Boy Paint. Oh, of course. 
Edge. It's great. You got to look up a picture of it. it. It's like, it's perfect. I've never really like taken a hard look at the that paint can before, but I have like a vague image in my mind. Oh, it's just a bunch of dicks, Amy. This was a trick. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's a, it's a Dutch, it's a Dutch boy. Mm-hmm. Dutch as fuck. <laughs> so I, I wrote down the next trivia question, but I didn't write down the answer for it, but Ooh. I think I know what it is anyway. Trivia for so, both of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I can remember. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe I did <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. What is the number on Dandy Don's jersey? 72? Well, no, 17. Ah! I think. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was just done at that point. I was like, I've had enough. <laughs> I think it is. I'm looking at his Wikipedia and his jersey is 17 in that black and white photo. Oh, good. All right, great. Yeah, then that's it. <laughs> I'm glad I was able to remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Aw. He uh, passed away in 2010. Oh. He was a great voice actor. He sure and I guess was. Football. football guy. Yeah. Great at football. Really good at football. <laughs> bad at glory holes. Bad, very bad. Didn't know where to put it. All right. Mm-mm. Do you know what the next episode is? Uh, uh, yes. This is the one that I fucked up on like an idiot. Happy Hanks giving. I can't believe we didn't do this one at Thanksgiving. I feel like... Oh, have we not done this one? We watched it recently. We did. A more our watch party. relatable and infuriating episode does not exist, especially if you've ever flown spirit. This oh. has been your exact experience. Mine at least twice, two to three times at I least. Will, uh, the, so what I associate spirit with is I was at LAX, which is the portal to hell. If anybody has ever flown out of Los Angeles at LAX, it sucks so hard. And I was flying spirit and the like the I don't know, room. What's it called? The waiting area, I guess, <laughs> for spirit was like premium shitty. Like everything was so dirty and disgusting. It was like they just were like, here, you poor assholes go in there. You're so poor. We don't have time for you. Trash people. And it was slam packed full of people. And my phone was dying. And. I was looking around for a plug to plug my phone in and everybody had their phones plugged in. So there was none available. And I finally saw one on this pole and I was like, oh my God, thank God. (laughs) So I go over and I go to plug my phone in and it was a fucking sticker of a plug. (laughs) (laughs) No. I was so mad and so like, oh my God, so many people saw me do that. That's so mean. That's so mean to do. At an airport. I I was furious, but then I kind of laughed because it was also kind of hilarious. But then I also didn't want to look like they got me. I was like, am I on like, uh, you know, like hidden videos right now? (laughs) (laughs) 
have a video of me going, motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) That's so... God, there's... It's impossible to find a spare plug hole at an airport terminal. I know, especially in the spirit waiting room and the holding cell that they put you in before you get on that hunk of shit. Next episode is just going to be about how shitty spirit is because (laughs) (laughs) the second I saw that this was the next episode, I was, I was excited about how mad I was going to get talking shit about spirit. The worst, the The worst. worst. And And what happens in the next episode is like 50, 50% of my experiences with spirit, at least 50%, a nightmare. (laughs) Including having to take shuttles to full hotels and sleeping in airports in the middle of the country stranded. It truly is like physically painful when these things happen. Like they're like you feel so unbelievably shitty. Like I have never once felt good in an airport. It's like the minute I get into it, my body is like, and now we're going to break down. And I just feel so bad. And spirit just makes it so much worse. I have to find so it, but one of the last times I flew, it was for a holiday, of course, which is the worst. And it was spirit, of course, which is the worst. Of course. But of course. at some point, the, it was just delayed and something happened and it was crowded and all of these flights got delayed and you ended up having to wait in like this line for hours. And I remember just like taking a video once they officially announced that our flight was canceled. And I just remember seeing this man get down on the floor and lay face down on the floor in the the airport. He like walked his bag up to the gate. And then while they were like doing his information and changing his flight, he just laid down on the floor face down. And I I have to find that video, but yeah, please. It's a nightmare. I'm going to be so angry next episode. I'm going to, Take it I, all out. So send us your I can't wait. terrible spirit <gasps> slash yes. airport stories, please. Yes, please do. Please, please, please. And tell me if you've ever been tricked like that with a fake plug. <laughs> <laughs> it got me so good. It was so embarrassing. There was so many people watching. <laughs> I'm sure if you stuck around like for another 10 minutes, you would have seen somebody else do the exact same thing. There was no way I was sticking around after that. I was like, I got to go smoke a cigarette. See you later. I'm going to go. I'm going to go jump in front of one of these fucking planes. Bye. (laughs) All right, everyone. That's the episode. (laughs) We hope you have a lovely week. Join us for our watch party this Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And send us your listener comment songs or any songs. You can email them to hello at hoyapod.com. You could sing them into our voicemail. The number's 386-386-530-3876. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, leave us a five-star iTunes review, please. Please. Yes. Pretty please. All right, everybody. We love you. Love you. Have a great, have a great uh, day. Have a great week. Yes. And we'll see you next time. And we're all going to get very angry. But until yes, next time. Uh, until next time. Via Condios. Bye, 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 b